Hey there, I'm Matt Williams, I'm the Drone Mentor, and welcome to episode number 20 of the Drone Mentor Podcast. Hey there, it's Matt Williams, I'm the Drone Mentor, and welcome to this episode of the Drone Mentor Podcast. Um, for, uh, first off, I'm going to start off with an apology, and uh, it's one of those, right? Never start with an apology, but I've been away for a couple of weeks. Um, we took the kids away on a holiday towards the end of their school holidays to go and see family over in Canada who they've uh, never met because of all of the goings on in the world over the last few years and unfortunately kind of when we got back um, I got landed with a really bad cold and um, the last thing you need when I'm stuffing your ear holes full of droney goodness is to be listening to me with a blocked nose and a you know a really bad cold so yeah I felt really rough Um, I'm back now though so thank you to everyone who has messaged in. Thank you for to all of you for being patient. It's one of those really frustrating things, if I'm honest, where I had a couple of weeks of buffer in terms of content and thought, yeah, I'm okay, go away for a week. It gives me a week to get start getting back on the train and get things up and running again and uh, just haven't been able to until now. So there we are. Also, lots of other things going on, which I'll allude to towards the end of this, uh, of this episode of the podcast, um, which hopefully will be really exciting for you all. And if you're listening to this live in particular, something going out, tomorrow night this is going out on wednesday the 14th of september 2022 tomorrow night thursday the 15th of september 2022 um there is a special event going on over at thedromentor.com so go and check that out if you listen to this live and uh, i look forward to seeing you then and if you're listening to this in the future which many of you will be right now it's really weird isn't it to think that that's uh, like a proper time machine stuff going on but yeah if you listen to this in the future go and check out the dromental.com and see the courses and training that we've got available for you to help you learn build and grow which is what we are here to do and what we look like to kind of get everybody to do together um, as we learn about business and the drone industry and about ourselves as well which is really important you can't start to build businesses and things like that if you aren't in a place where you understand yourself and are clear on where you want to go in the future. So there we are. So today um, we are back. Please, um, if you haven't done so already, consider going over to the Drone Mentor Facebook group. Go and join that group. Loads of people joining there all the time. Hi to everyone who's come to us from there. Um, And it's great to see the conversations that are happening in there all the time. Lots of work being passed around, which is amazing. So go and get involved um, over the Drone Mentor Facebook group. You can just find the link to that at thedronementor.com in the banner on the homepage, right at the top of the page there. Um, Or drop me an email hello at thedronementor.com to let me know what you'd like to hear on these podcasts the people you'd like to hear we are going to start getting by the way people on these wednesday podcasts we're going to start getting guests coming in over the next couple of weeks so that's really exciting we've got some epic epic guests for you um where we're going to follow their journeys and or they're going to talk to us about their journey and and where they are in the drone industry and how they got there which again, hopefully on this learn, build, grow journey is something that's really useful and interesting because there's no point reinventing the wheel, right? It's all about taking the best elements that we like from what other people have done already, what they've proven, the techniques, the strategies, the tactics that other people have used, I would say. Um, And that's what I try and bring to you all the time and use those to get a jumpstart, to leapfrog where you might otherwise be, okay? And, And stop you having to do trial by error, okay? And that's what this drone mentor thing is all about. It's about you guys being able to learn from each other, from the community, from best practice and industry and business and all over the world and from my mistakes as well that I've made as I've built a number of seven-figure turnover businesses now in the drone industry. So there we are. Um, so today, the thing I want to drill down into is the fact that we are now, I think, in uh, what I'm going to term the third phase, all right? And you're going to see me talk about this and write about this a lot, I think, over the next kind of six months or so. Um 
And this third phase, it's really important to understand where we are um, in the industry, in my opinion, and where that means you need to be and be positioning yourself and the things you need to be thinking about and doing now if you want to stand out. And I think most people within the community, within the drone mentor world now are in a place where you know, you're here and you're listening because you want to know more, because you want to be better. You want to better yourself. You want to grow. You want to learn about the business side of things and and how to be successful and, and how success is framed for you. And that's why this third phase for me is super important to understand. So what do I mean by this third phase? Well, you know, when we started in the drone industry, um, and I'm going to call it that, but, but this is really before the drone industry even started, when we were flying mo- large model helicopters with cameras on um, for film and TV, um, back in what would it be, t- 2010, 2011, um, I suppose, when we first took it properly commercial, um, although we were doing, we were flying those, you know, trying to build the systems for a couple of years before that. Um, you know, that was quite a long time ago now in terms of the industry. Um, and I've always said that this Im- industry, in my opinion, is still embryonic. We're still at the beginning of it. It's still finding its way. People are still trying to find their place. They're still trying to, you know, we're still trying to work out who the thought leaders are, who the key stakeholders are, where the technology is taking us. The regulations are starting to kind of finally catch up with the, my opinion, the safe implementation of the technology. Okay, rather than everyone thinking, oh, my God, the drones are coming and it's going to take over the world and AI and we're all going to end up like Skynet. And I think people are starting to realise that actually if they're used properly and the training and all that sort of stuff is done properly, people understand how to use them safely and and respectfully and within the kind of moral and legal obligations that really we should all be operating under as human beings and looking out for each other. We need more love in the world, right? Side note. Um, I think... That, that's the place that we're in. And, and when we first started, there were a handful of people across the world doing this. Okay, Now there are millions of people around the world doing it. And, and it's grown very rapidly. But phase one, to me, of these three phases was very much a place where we had serious hobbyists. So people who were aeromodelers, you know, flew model planes, model helicopters. Um, they're the people, um, those people, and I think serious um, technologists. Is that even a word? Can we make up a word on a podcast? I'm sure it is a word. Um, serious technologists, people who were forward thinking enough to say, OK, you know, I'm, I'm in the film or the media world and I can see that there is a requirement for this. And now the technology is coming, you know, and we were in a place where the first big drones, I mean, people were building them themselves. We were flying the model helicopters. DJI came out with, um, I think it was called the Ace, Ace One. Um, and then we had things like the Wukong H, which was a, um, a flight controller. They were flight controllers that you could put on a model helicopter um, that allowed you to maintain position and fly on GPS for the first time ever, right? Because we flew those helicopters manually before that. And there was no stabilization. There was no, you know, hover on GPS. And it wasn't very good anyway when you got those things at first. But it meant that all of a sudden people who weren't experts at flying those aircraft could have a way into the industry if they could afford to do so. And that was one of the big things, right? The barrier to entry at the time was the skill and capability of flying so to say, the barriers to entry, the skill and capability of flying the aircraft and having someone who could operate the camera for you as well, and the um, the, the money that it cost at the time to get into it. You know, the, in the UK, as, as we spent, you know, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 pounds to build these systems. So you had to, and I suppose, yeah, the third thing on that was being able to build it, right? Because there weren't any kits. 
Then we went to a place where the kits came out and things like the, you know, the Sinistar 8 as they were and the Sky Jibs and things like that. Very um, old now technology in a way, but still a lot, some people are using it still, um, especially if they've updated the flight controllers on those systems. But very, very expensive systems, very fussy aircraft systems, I would say as well. They didn't always work particularly well. They weren't um, particularly reliable. We had to have two of our model helicopters to be able to go out and do any jobs. And sometimes both of them failed on us. They did, just didn't work or, you know, the gyros broke or something wouldn't arm or something. We couldn't slave the gyros and, and sync them up and things like that. And, you know, that's just one of those things, right? At the, the birth of a technology in an industry, there are these teething problems that that prevent people being able to implement it effectively and efficiently and, and resource efficiently, which is where we are now. So I think that's very much that first phase, right? It was people who were serious about it and they'd invested a lot of money. They didn't mind spending, well, I suppose didn't mind is the wrong word, right? Because you always want it cheaper. But, you know, it was one of those things that we accepted that if we wanted to do this incredible thing and, and deliver this incredible capability, we were in a place where we had to spend the money and we had to spend that money on training and the training at the time was like in the UK it was £2,000 to do your training course right and you had to spend a week in a classroom and then go out into uh, into a field and do all the flight training and flight tests and things like that and if I'm honest I don't think that was a bad thing looking back at it now but the industry wouldn't accept it necessarily now but more on that when I come on to phase three. So I think that was very much phase one, right? It was these people who were very invested in terms of time and resource and money into making it work. And do you know what? Some of those people are still around now. Some of the people, the people who were, because, because you had invested so much into it personally and financially, primarily, um, you had to make it work. You did make it work. We did go and do the network and we did build those relationships with the other operators and with certain studios and with certain production companies to make sure that we had a line of work out there for us. And, and that was amazing. That was great. We then moved into very quickly what I say, what I would call is phase two, right? And, and phase two was this place where, and I don't want to alienate anyone. I don't want to upset anybody. And, and please, if this is you, I'm not, I'm not targeting you directly. Um, but we moved into a place where we started to kind of unprofessionalize the industry, I would say. People wanted, you know, the, the technology became cheaper. It became much more accessible. It became such that you didn't need as much skill to be able to operate. And this is where we've been for, like I would say, the last six years or so in the industry, if you're listening to this as it is in 2022 right now. And this may change in the future. I'm sure it will. I'll bring out another podcast talking about phase four or the, the extension of phase three or whatever it may be. But all of a sudden, people didn't need that skill. They didn't need that. They didn't need to put the time and the effort in and, and the money in a lot of cases into getting the equipment because all of a sudden, DJI primarily, I think it's fair to say, you know, whatever they've got 90 odd percent market share around the world now in terms of the drone technology, DJI bought out things like the Phantom series, the Phantom 4, the early Mavic series, the Inspire 1, which was an absolute game changer, the first Inspire, because you could do two person operations in a quadcopter that you could just take out of a box, plug a battery in, press the button twice, let it do its thing in terms of calibrating compasses and stuff, or spin round and spot and do that old DJI dance. Some of you might know what that is, a lot of you probably won't now. Um, you know, you did the DJI dance and, and then you took the aircraft off and one of you could fly the aircraft and one of you could fly the camera. And that was an incredible capability for, I mean, I can't remember exactly how much it was. We got the Inspire 1 Pro when it came out with the, was it the X3 camera or the X, 
was it an X5 RAW? I can't remember now. So many different iterations. Uh, I think it was the X5 RAW we ended up with on our Inspire 1 Pro, and uh, or our Inspire 1 Pros, because we had a few of them in the end. Um, and, you know, for four or five thousand pounds, you could have something that would costing us 30,000, 40,000, 50,000 pounds, not a couple of years before. And you could take it out of the box and fly it, right? People all of a sudden could just spend the money and get qualified and do it. And, you know, that was also in a play at a time when the qualifications, loads of training schools came out, you know, it became a thousand pounds to get your qualification and it went from a five day course to a three day course. Then it was 799 pounds to do your qualification. If you're in the UK, listen to this. And it was like a two day course and you could do your flight test. And, and so it went on. Right. And, and um, yeah. And I think what we saw at that point was a lot of what I'm going to term, and this is where I'm, you know, apologies if I offend anybody, I, I genuinely don't mean to, but we saw a lot of entrepreneurs coming in right people who think thought that they were entrepreneurs they thought they were going to come into the drone industry they were going to get a drone get a website get qualified qualified get the qualifications and they were going to go off and make millions of pounds from flying because they'd seen that other people such as ourselves for example over the previous four or five years have been creaming it in in their eyes, right? Not realising that we were spending tens and tens and tens of thousands of pounds in just getting the equipment and the same again in getting current and competent and keeping our skills up or getting our skills to the point where, where they needed to be. And that's really important to understand because people looked at that from the outside and, oh, you know, Matt's getting 2,000 quid a day or whatever it was at the time that people saw we were getting because we were doing things for James Bond and for Star Wars and for different movies and charging a lot of money, but that's because we were flying really expensive equipment and we were very, very talented. We were very good. We were very competent. We were highly skilled. And all of a sudden, when you remove that requirement for the skill, when the, 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 the you know, the DOP or the first AD or the, the camera men and women on, on set are going, hang on a minute, why should we pay £2,000 a day for Dave to come and fly his Inspire One Pro when I can go and buy one and do it myself. And and that was the other thing, right? So we saw lots of entrepreneurs coming in who thought they were going to earn a fortune by just doing the simple things and thought that the work was going to come to them. And the market got very saturated and everyone was like, oh my God, the, the drone industry is super saturated. And if you go back to, um, I used to run a channel for those of you don't, uh, who might not realise this or know about this because it was a few years ago now, I ran a channel called Mr. MPW um, where we talked a lot about the drone regulations. That isn't what we do here um, over at the Drone Mentor. <clears throat> Excuse me. We, um, we concentrate here on learn, build, learning, building and growing, right? But um, when we talked about regulations and things like that, and we, I did a video there where I was like, look, the drone industry is super saturated, but it's saturated with people who think they're going to come in, buy a drone, get a website, get qualified, and they're going to make millions of pounds. And, and that just isn't the case, right? You have to have something else to offer. You have to be willing and able to take it to the next level or put your special spin on things or work out what it is that your hook is so that you can build a solution and deliver that to people and make money. And this is the message that I've been putting out there throughout the whole of what I've termed phase two, right? Um, for the last six, seven years now you cannot just get a drone and get qualified and get a website and make money all right you might make a little bit all right you might pay for your hobby and again i've talked about this in previous episodes of the podcast right you might make enough to cover your cost and that's amazing if you're happy with that that's awesome but don't come at it thinking you're going to go full time unless you're doing things right okay unless you unless you're putting more in unless you're willing and able and in a place financially and personally and professionally where you can commit to doing this okay don't try and do it unless you are able to do it. Therefore, you won't be. And I only say that because then you won't be frustrated with the industry. You won't be, you know, complaining about the fact that the industry is saturated. 
when it is with people like you, if that's if this is you, who are trying to do it part-time and make a fortune from it, okay? It, it's one of those that's very difficult to do part on a part-time basis. You almost have to jump in feet first when you're willing and ready and able to, when you're in a position to, and go for it, okay? I'm not saying you can't build it on the side, but don't expect big things from it is the, is the messaging on that side of things. So, and so, yeah, so we saw these kind of, this influx of entrepreneurs, and we saw thousands of people buying drones, coming and doing courses, um, wanting their course as quick and as cheap as they could. You know, they didn't care about the quality of the training that they got. They didn't care about the school that they went to. This is why we also saw this boom in the number of drone training schools and then a rush to the bottom on price in terms of drone training costs um, on the courses without a care about quality. And that was because the, you know, it was one of those in the gold rush, right? Who makes the money? It's the person who is selling the shovels and selling the pans and they sit at the bottom of the of the hills and say there's gold in them their mountains right and someone goes and buy it you know and then they are the ones that make the the fortune while other people lose their shirts up on the mountain working hard and digging for gold and some people might make it and some people have made it um, in the industry and have done very very well you know there's a number of people in our community who are doing it but if you look most people who are doing that are people who have realized that they need to do more and they need to get more training. They need to get quality training. They need to get a network built around them and they need to create a solution. So it isn't just me saying this over and over and over again, guys. This is the truth. And this is what we've been tell telling people for a long time. And and it was very frustrating as a training company, particularly when um, you know we saw this happening because these training companies popped up that just didn't care about the quality. They didn't care about their students. And I would say a number of those are still around. You know, go and read the reviews about training your training company that you're thinking of using before you use them because the reviews tell a lot. And actually some of the, you know, here in the UK in particular, a lot of the drone, the drone training companies have turned off their reviews, right? Which also says a lot, I would suggest. So something to think about in that respect. And then we also saw then an, a, a kind of influx of professional people wanting to add drones to their toolkits. And I think that was a really good part of the phase two um, of the industry, where we got these professional cameramen and women, we got professional photographers, who uh, professional kind of surveyors um, and uh, and people who were doing, who were using the drones to collect data and started to realise, I've always said that the drones create a big data problem, right? All it is, it's a, it's a way of getting a sensor in the air to collect data to then deliver that data to someone. And if you can create a solution with that data, whether that data is film uh, for media or TV or whatever it may be, whether that is a point cloud ultimately that you're going to create for someone um, so they can do 3D models or surveying or mapping, whether that's a thermal, um, you know, a thermal data solution that you're delivering with a, uh, a thermal sensor, you know, all of these different opportunities are out there, but it's the data that people care about, right? And it's how you then, as a drone operator, package that data up as a solution and deliver it to somebody. OK, and that's where we are. And it's been great to see that there has been an element of that. But what we have also seen, and I think this is really damaging for the industry, is a number of the entrepreneurs, as I'm going to call them, have popped up into the drone industry in this phase two where and they've made lots of noise. They've made a big song and dance and they've, you know, they've set themselves out as the people to go to. Um, but actually, they're the reasons they've done that have been purely selfish. They've not done it and become thought leaders and influencers in the industry from a point of view of trying to help other people or the point of view of trying to progress the industry or from the point of view of trying to help 
people in the future make, by making sure that there is still a drone industry for us to operate inside. And that's really frustrating because do you know what's happened? These people pop up, they make loads and loads of noise for a couple of years and then they just disappear. But they don't realise the trail of devastation that they've left behind them in terms of the reputation of the industry. Okay. And I think that's really interesting. But, and this is where for me, I, I'm starting to see this change, right? I'm starting to see us move from this phase two, as I've called it. So we've gone from the the people who were heavily invested in it in the first phase and, and had to get very skilled at it. Then we moved into this entrepreneur phase and then the professionals starting to adopt it, but still not quite knowing where it's going into this third phase. And this third phase is really exciting. I think we're only just hitting it now. Um, I think we're in a place where because of the global events over the last couple of years, this is a natural progression, right? We're in a place globally where everything now is about, um, and, and the people who are going to survive, and I'll, and I'll do a Monday Motivation podcast on this, so come back for a, an episode of that in, in the next couple of weeks. But I, we're in a place where the world now needs to get back into productivity, right? We need to get back to work. We need to get creating again. We need to get producing things again. You know, the, uh, all of the talk, if, if you've been looking at any of the kind of global economics, has been about gross domestic product, right? Producing things and getting the GDP for each country back to where it was pre-pandemic or beyond where it was and back to where it would have been had the natural increase in GDP for most countries and the economic climate have gone in the direction it should have done without the pandemic in between. So that's what we're trying to get back to. And that to me says we now need to get to a place where we're producing and we are producing at scale and we are producing not just for the sake of creating stuff, but we're creating quality content. We're creating quality products. We're creating quality solutions for our clients because that's what they care about right now. That's what they need. That's what we need. That's what the world needs. That's what the industry needs right now as we move into this third phase of the industry. And for me, that is where this change is going to come. OK, this is where people, I think, now are starting to realise the messaging that we've been using for the last couple of years isn't just us messaging. It's not just some kind of, you know, point that we're trying to put out there for the sake of putting it out there. It was genuinely what we felt and what was what we believed was the truth. And as it turns out, what is actually happening? And now people are getting in, I think, into the industry, realising that it isn't, you know, the gold rush has gone, potentially. There's still gold to be found, but now you've got to work for it. We've got to create solutions and systems and processes and build our own skills up to the point that we're able to capture that gold. And I would say there's more opportunity out there now than ever because Here's the thing, right? And as we move into this third phase of the drone industry, we're in a place where people understand what drones can bring to the table. They understand the 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 um, the improvements that they can help us deliver in terms of safety, you know, reducing risk, gaining risk credits from a lot of workplaces because we're flying a drone to collect the data and to inspect things instead of having to physically go up there and look at that blade on the wind turbine or go go abseil down at the face of a bridge to check all of the rivets and things like that. We can do that from afar now using the drone while someone stays on the ground and then we can send the data back to an office for someone to monitor and maintain and, and record and, and pour over safely and warmly with a cup of tea or a coffee in their office, right? We're not in a place now where we need to be sending people out all the time. Of course, sometimes we're, gonna, we're still going to have to do that physically, but we can do a lot of it. We can do a lot of the donkey work and the data collection safely now. 
and time efficiently and resource effectively and you know cost effectively which is amazing and a few years ago you know we we had to sell the drone as a solution because people were like oh no i'm not sure about that we've never done it before it's always been done this way it's always been done with high ropes always been done with access that's how it's got to be done in the future well no and you know we had to sell it 10 years ago but you know 2012 we had to convince people that we could do it with a drone, we could do it quickly, we could do it safely, we could do it. And, and you know, I remember when we did our first um, 3D modelling of some dams in Wales in the United Kingdom, and we did three dams in the space of a week, right? We actually did three dams in two days, the team did. Um, and that would normally take them kind of 16 weeks to do that by hand, and they'd go down, they'd abseil down the face of the dam with a, uh, you know, no a waterproof notebook and a pencil, and they would draw these squares on and, and mark off the and measure the size of all the cracks and things like that. And and it takes a lot of time and it's very high risk. And we did it for in no time at all compared to what they normally do it in, with very little risk compared to what the, the risk used to be to have people abseiling down the front face of those dams very effectively and gave them an accurate record that they could then use in the future. And and I think the the metric from that was that it it cost them less to have us go and do it than it cost the insurance for the job for the three dams. Now that's incredible. But we had to convince them that we could do it properly at that price point in that time frame. And that isn't something we have to do now because companies accept that drones are there, they can deliver the data, and now it's about choosing the right person who can deliver the right solution, not necessarily at the cheapest price point. This is the other part about phase three, right? People are starting to, I think, realize that actually the cheapest option out there might not be the best one and this is this runs all the way i think through phase three right we've got people now realizing that actually getting the cheapest fastest training to become qualified or to become competent or to become current isn't necessarily the best way to do it it's about getting the quality of training it's about getting the you know spending potentially the extra money to get the extra training we're seeing over at UAV Hub, which is um, the, the training company in the UK that I am um, privileged to be the CEO of now, um, we're seeing that people are coming and we've always included lots of extra stuff in our training courses, um, lots of kind of extracurricular information and lots of anecdotes and stories. And it's funny, you know, because in that phase two period, we used to get lots of comments from people saying, oh, it's, you know, this is a Two, I could do this course in two hours with another provider and pay a bit less money and it's taken six hours with you guys because there's so many anecdotes in there and there's so many stories and Matt tries to tell so much information. There's way too much information in there. And that's really frustrating. So actually what we ended up doing was stripping a lot of that extra information out because that was what the people wanted and they were going to go elsewhere to get the cheapest, fastest training they could. But now we've started to add it back in because people are starting to ask for it. And people all of a sudden are saying, wow, this is incredible. I thought I knew how to fly a drone before I even came and got and did this course. I've been flying for three years and I decided to get qualified and I'm so glad I used you guys because there's so much extra information in there. It's made me such a better um, drone pilot and now I'm able to sell myself better because I'm more confident, because people know that I'm on, a, I know what I'm on about, because when people see in this case, that UAV Hub logo on my training certificate, they know that I've had quality training. And that to me signifies, an, it's another signal to me, a big strong signal that we're moving into this third phase. And in this third phase, it's all about, I think, professionalizing the industry.
Okay, it's all about professionalizing yourself. It's all about getting the best training you can, about learning more. And that's why I think right now, interestingly, the drone mentor, I think, has dropped at just the right time. And I hope it has for you if you're listening to this. And if you've got this far in, then thank you. You're here and, you know, you're on this personal development journey. You're on this learning journey. You're on this business journey where we are all trying to help each other and we're all trying to learn because this is what we need to do in the industry now. We need to all work together and pull it together, network with each other, build each other's skills, build each other's confidence, build each other's capabilities, help each other to be successful. All right. And that comes for me from this underpinning now of needing to professionalize the training. It needs to be in a place where it's not just acceptable to go out and get the cheapest quality training, the cheapest training you can, the lowest quality training you can just to get your certificate. There will always be people who want that and there'll always be people in the industry who come in. But those will be the people who come and go. Those will be your entrepreneurs. Okay, and don't be a entrepreneur. Do this properly. Become a professional drone pilot and Take pride in learning more, taking the time to learn how to edit, taking the time to learn about sound design, taking the time to learn about storytelling. Because even if you don't think that applies to you because you're just going out and doing uh, videos for commercial building sites or whatever it may be, the fundamental is that you flying the drone is the same as any anyone could do now. Anyone could buy that. All of your clients could go and buy a drone if they had the time and the money. They could go and buy a drone. They could take it out of the box. They could fly it and they could capture those shots. So the things now that are going to make us stand out in this phase three are becoming more professional. It's learning around the subject. Like I say, for me, a lot of it is learning about storytelling. A lot of it is learning about how to edit properly, how to colour grade for different effects, you know, to whether you want to make something warm and inviting or do you want to go to the opposite end and make it kind of cold and um, and creepy and things like that, you know, learning about all these different things, learning about composition, learning about um, sh- all the, the fundamentals of photography and videography in most people's cases. You know, if you want to go off down even further into the professionalization of it and go and become a qualified thermographer, go and do it. All right. But you've got to accept that you are going to have to invest time and money now to capitalize on this phase three, to capitalize on this production, that this productive mode that we all need to go into now on a global scale and within the industry where we need to be creating solutions all the time, effective solutions that mean something to someone that then mean that you become a professional and, and you can deliver a professional service for people. Um, I think it's really interesting. It's really exciting. Um, you know, we are again at the Drone Mentor. If you're listening to this live and it goes live on Wednesday morning on the, the 14th of September 2022, Tomorrow evening, we are launching our training pathways, if you like, within the Drone Mentor. So, um, and this is all going to be about taking things to the next level. It's about, you know, no one at the moment is doing coaching for drone business owners and we are bringing that to the table and it's not just coaching where it's like hey how's it going you know one one one-on-one coaching and group coaching things like that and and i've done coaching in the past and i'm sure other people have had experiences of this where it's like hey how's it going what you been up to this last week okay what you going to do this week okay cool i'll speak to you soon bye and that's like 200 quid for that session like what is that all about that isn't how we do things we are going to concentrate on how to make you the best person you can possibly be to become a leader in the industry and that is what phase three is about. It's about professionalizing things. It's about taking things to the next level. It's about coming up with professional solutions and investing in yourself because here is the big key takeaway for me from phase three. 
Okay, we've seen this and I alluded to this in phase two. We saw these people pop up who made loads of noise on social media, made loads of noise in the industry and actually have now disappeared because they weren't rooted in competency. They they didn't mean it. They didn't understand or, you know, they just wanted to make a quick book. They wanted to pop up because no one else was popping up at the time. And no one had, you know, these people don't, didn't have the integrity um, or the provenance or the credibility to carry it through. And in phase three, this, this phase over the next few years is where the key industry leaders, the, the thought leaders, the key influencers are going to come from. Okay, this phase right here, right now that we are starting. And this is where it's going to be really important that you professionalize yourself. You learn as much as you can, the extracurricular work, the professional learning around just flying a drone. Okay, because if you can become an expert in an area, or if you can become a thought leader and, 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 therefore, and then an influencer in an area within the drone industry, which is still embryonic, but we're starting to come out of that phase now. This is where the big opportunities come from, where you could position yourself so that in the next five, seven, 10, 15 years, you could be at the top of the industry. And I want to help people do that, right? I mean, I'm not saying that I'm that person. I'm not saying I'm one of those people. That isn't why I'm doing this. I'm doing this to help you. And that's why within what I'm doing at the Drone Mentor, it's so important for me that I'm doing these Monday Motivation podcast episodes and, and doing those blogs for people, you know, because I know for some people they're like, oh yeah, whatever. And, I, and a mat of three or four years ago would have been the same potentially, right? Like if someone had told me I needed to do um, personal development and go on a personal development journey and learn, learn about, get, you know, more confidence and become clearer on where I wanted to go and how to get there and the journey and goals and all the things that I've talked about so far on the Drone Mental podcast. If someone had said that to me probably five or six years ago, I'd be like, mm, yeah, okay, I get it. It's cool, but it's not necessarily for me. And, and, and it needs to be right for you at the time, right? But if you are willing to embrace this and willing to build yourself and learn, build and grow, that's why I talk about this. The opportunities genuinely are out there and those opportunities are now. You've got to start building your foundations now, building those solid foundations, build a solid base, make it out of concrete or granite or whatever we can and understand where you are, get clear, get clarity on where you want to be in the future. And it's up to you then to go out and capture it. And I'm here to help. The community is here to help. Go and join us at thedronementor.com um, and, uh, and join us in the Facebook group and join us on the live launch if you listen to this or come and look at the group coaching and things like that if you listen to this in the future. I suppose I've just given the game away a little bit in terms of the live launch tomorrow. But come and consider joining one of our free group training sessions, group coaching sessions, where we go through this in more detail and, and help you understand where you are, where you want to be and how to get there. Okay. And that's what this is all about. So I hope that was useful. Please, if you did like this podcast, share it with somebody else. Uh, let other people know about it. Share it on your socials. That'd be very, very much appreciated. It uh, makes it much easier to do these things when we know that people are listening and that they're enjoying it. Drop me a line. Hello at thedronementor.com and go and join the Facebook community and go and check out The Drone Mentor, see what courses we've got available. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in one of those at some point and helping you on this journey as we move through into phase three of the drone industry. Until next time. It's been a pleasure stuffing your ear holes full of droney goodness. Once again, thank you for bearing with me and I shall be back with you in a few days time. I've been Matt Williams. Fly safe and blue skies. Yeah.